Hello, everybody. This is episode 70 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope part to step to, step to, step to. Sorry we've been gone for a week, guys. Um, but we are back. Yeah. We are back. We are refreshed. Better than ever, hopefully. I wouldn't say that much, but sure, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're off to a rocking start, as yeah. it, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how have you been, man? Oh, good. You can't complain. I uh, started to enjoy this, you know, these summer temperatures. It's not too hot yet here in Houston, so I'm enjoying it while I can until it gets unbearable. But uh, man, a lot, um, a lot to be excited, you know, for the past couple of weeks, man. The, the Astros have been, you know, for the most part, been uh, rocking and rolling. Uh, the Rockets made it to the second round of the playoffs, and uh, we'll see how much longer they last. Uh, and then, I guess the best part recently is all the uh, comic book stuff that's been <laughs> that's been going on, man. Which is uh, kind of the, the main topic we're going to be talking about today. Yes, because last week we both uh, saw Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to discuss some of the other comic book uh, movies coming out. Comic book news. This is just a nerd podcast. So if you're expecting sports, we thank you for your download. And we'll see you at a later date. <laughs> right. uh, you know, before, before we get to that, I mean... Uh, De Quincey here is the one that uh, showed me the first episode of Daredevil on Netflix, and I had to, I had to subscribe. Like I had to subscribe so I could continue to watch it, and I haven't been able to catch up on it. Um, Just like a good crack deal that I gave you that first taste for free, and then you got to come back and pay for the rest. Absolutely, man. And so, uh, man, I've rewatched the first episode actually because I there's a couple of things I missed out on, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm excited to catch up on the rest of the season, man. Like, that's re- it's really awesome that you know both Marvel and DC, most part, are killing it with uh, not only the movies but you know the, the television, uh, their television shows, man. Uh, Daredevil's been great uh, for me. I know you haven't really, you haven't kept up with it, but Gotham and the Flash um, on Fox and CW have been fantastic, man. Fantastic first seasons. Uh, Gotham just wrapped up last week, and The Flash has two more episodes. Um, it, it's just really impressive that you know both companies are able to uh, produce quality movies, like really good movies, and continue that with quality television shows that you know definitely supplement um, whatever whatever's going on in you know the, the theatrical uh, universe. Uh, yeah, and I haven't seen Flash or Gotham. I have been keeping up with Arrow. It's mm-hmm. probably my favorite um, superhero TV show at this moment. I enjoy, like, this big thing to say, I enjoy that more than Shield. I caught up on the first two seasons on Netflix, mm-hmm. and now we're in the third season. Uh, I think they have one more episode to go. Uh, my only problem with this right now, the third season has become Arrow, the Batman Chronicles, because he's <laughs> dealing with Ra's al Ghul and his child, and it's like, yeah, it's because it's Batman and Jace, basically. Pretty much, and that's kind of what drew me into 
into Arrow. Uh, now, you know, not, you know, also the, uh, the inclusion of, uh, of Razal Ghul, but also, um, the, the Flash crossover episodes that they've done. I think they've done two, and they have, I think, maybe one more? Or, no, well, they I have think the Flash has one more crossover, but, uh, Arrow, I've, I've seen, I think the, I think they did two Arrow crossovers, and I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed them, and I, I I definitely need to catch up on the first two seasons of Arrow on Netflix and then, uh, you know, for sure catch up on, on season three once that comes out. Um, but it's just, man, it, it's it's a good time to be a to be a fan of any, basically any comic book <laughs> franchise out there. Um, you know, if you're, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many to, to look to now. Um, yes, and... You know the arrows uh, spun off flat, spun off Flash, and now they're going to have another spinoff called uh, what's it called? Legends of Tomorrow. Nice. Uh, which will star um, basically is there answer is there a small market answer to what Marvel is doing on Netflix? You know Marvel has Daredevil, and that's going to lead to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for DC. They have Flash and Arrow, and that's going to lead to the uh, Legends of Tomorrow, where they'll have like the Atom. Um, who else? I'm not sure. Let's see. Rumors say we have Adam, Hawkgirl, Hawkman, and a couple other things. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean that's. There's you know, just when you think that there's really not much more they can do, they're they're finding more to, to no. put out there. Well, the only issue I have with what DC is doing is, you know, Marvel, everything's connected. Yeah. From the movies to Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and ABC to even the Netflix series mm-hmm. that they're making. And it's not the same thing with DC. DC has the movies, and then it's like the TV shows are in a separate universe. Right. And because they have two flashes, no doubt... They have two flashes. Yeah, the one on the TV show and the one in the movie. They are two separate actors. Oh, that's coming. Yeah, when when they do the Flash, um, which more and more as I watch the first season, I was convinced that Grant Gustin could totally translate onto the big screen. Stephen Amell, who plays uh, Oliver Queen, yes, the Arrow. Uh, the, the three episodes that I've watched of that show, I can totally see him translating. Onto the big screen, and see that's where that's where they're overthinking it. That now we need a bigger, we need maybe a bigger star or uh, somebody that's more you know big screen. Ironic thing is, friendly. I, I couldn't name the guy who's playing uh, Flash in the movie if you paid me a thousand dollars. For something, saying we need a bigger name and more, um, I guess crowd appeal. I have no idea who the guy is. They could have just left that guy. Um, the TV star, what's his name? Grant Gustin. Yeah, Grant Gustin. Let him play Flash on TV. Absolutely. And, you know, Emil, who's been excellent as uh, Arrow, and who'll be playing Casey Jones in the next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I heard of that. Yeah. Uh, sorry, CM Punk. Dude is ripped. <laughs> I'm so jealous of his abs. That's probably why they passed on CM Punk. That was always been his dream to play Casey Jones. Oh, there's a voice acting <laughs> role somewhere from. I'm sure, but um, <laughs> I don't know. And then Gotham is off in his own little world; doesn't connect to anything. It's just like 
and they're and bringing Supergirl, I believe, to is it CBS? Uh, I'm not sure which which network. Oh, and that. that's part. Well, but and they have also, Supergirl, and they also have a Teen Titans uh, show right. coming out. Not not the cartoon, but a live action show coming on. I think that was TBS. And that is that that again poses another issue with um, with the way DC is handling it. I mean, oversaturation. No, it's uh, what what network is getting CBS. Okay, so CBS is getting Supergirl. Gotham or Fox has Gotham, and Warner Brothers CW has Arrow and The Flash. Those are three. Those are three networks. Three different networks have three different properties, or four different. You know, I guess four different properties. And Teen Titans, it's just going to be known as Titans. That's going to be on TNT. Turner. Okay, that's four. That's five. Five properties. Uh, run by four different networks, mm-hmm. so that definitely leads to the the um, I guess chaos is the best way to put it in terms of or the continuity of, of all these characters. Where Agents of Shield, uh, Agent Carter, uh, those are you know ABC, and they're going to stay on ABC. Disney, all Disney right. owns all Disney. That. Daredevil's on Netflix. That's not much of a, and they're, but they're staying. There's a partnership there. Right. They're staying, you know, they're following along, they're following the lead of the Avengers and, and the other movies. Um, and so you see the difference, you see, you also see the differences on the, the, the DC shows. Gotham on Fox is darker and grittier, and at the same time, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about this. Uh, you know, our friend Vincent. He, when he first saw it, he compared it to a live-action version of the the animated series from the '90s, where it was just it. Really? Yes. Because yeah. it was kind of silly. The characters were kind of silly. The Adventures of Batman. That one right there. Yeah. That's high praise in my mind. Absolutely, and, and that's one of the best animated shows ever created. One of my favorites of all time, for sure. And. I, I didn't pick up on it until he said that, and then as I watched the seasons, uh, as I watched the season progress, I could totally see the animated series, um, influ- you know, influences of the animated series um, going along with this kind of darker, grittier series. The Flash, uh, it's on CW. CW, they've you know done a lot of those. Uh, a lot of their shows are targeting like. The teen demographic. Teenagers to young, you know, young adults, probably 18 to 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can definitely the see. The demographic we are slowly leaving. Right. Uh, no, we're long gone, my man. <laughs> oh, thank you yeah. for taking, away, taking that away from me. But you, sat can, down. you can see the, there, there's aspects of like a teenage drama, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, or a romantic drama type. Uh you know, the stories are driven by that and the action that's, that goes along with it. The arrow is a little grittier from what I can tell. Yes, it is. I feel like um, from what I've seen, you know, I've watched all of Arrow and, you know, from the episode I've seen on Flash, it's like a, uh, the opposite sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Arrow is grittier and Flash is more upbeat. Right. Right. Um, personally, I like the grittier Arrow. Um just like that show, Bear. I haven't really got into the Flash. I mean, I had all of it recorded on my DVR. I just haven't had time to watch it. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll probably give 
in the next week or so, but we'll see. Um, and we're I, I haven't really I really haven't kept up with the the Marvel shows, but from what I've seen in commercials and a couple of a few minutes of, of the different shows, Agent Carter and Agents of Shield, it's almost like you're watching you know it's like you're watching an hour long version of Iron Man and uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. It it has that kind of theatrical feel to it. I will be honest with you. Have you seen any of Agents of Shield? Uh, just snippets. Snippets. Yeah, that first season was. Uh, it was basically like a cookie cutter show. It was mm-hmm. like you have your villain, you know what they're gonna do, they're gonna stop them. The once because you know we like you said it ties into the movies after Captain America, um, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. After that, the episodes just pick up. That's, I mean, at that tie-in when can we? If you haven't watched Captain America: Winter Soldier, now sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> after they find out the Hydra has infiltrated Shield and Coulson has to take his team underground on the run, that's when the show takes off. See, I saw Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I haven't seen this newest season of Agents of Shield, and, I and that sounds that. pretty awesome, actually. And the last episode I saw, it's been a while because um, I. Last I saw it was their winter break, so I have like three months to catch up on. But they brought in the Inhumans. Nice. Uh, one of their own turns out to be an Inhuman. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I really don't want to spoil it for you because you haven't watched it. No, I'll, I'll be sure to catch up on it. Oh, should I spoil it? Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, no, no, don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of their team turns out to be an Inhumans. And, you know, the last couple episodes are dealing with with her learning how to control her powers and also you know they're still trying to form shield out of the rubble what hydra did to them. yeah it's definitely become interesting and they picked they did picked up for a, a third season cool um uh, you know asian carter has been picked up for a second season mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising um uh, arrow's coming back for their fourth Flash their second and Gotham their second. Gotham starts shooting filming in next month actually. They start filming season two next month. And after one episode, the I've only seen one episode. I still have to catch up with the other twelve. Mm-hmm. One episode of Daredevil, you already know it's going to be the darkest show on top, like of all the the superhero shows, DC and Marvel. Um, well, just after that first episode. Well, that's it's not on. You know, basic TV. Right, right. You can take more risks. They can curse. They can have some violent executions. Oh my God! Some what brutal fights and everything. What uh, the Kingpin does is one guy. You might start dry hitting because it is violent. <laughs> yeah, it, man. You know, like I said, there's pretty much something for everybody out there on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a superhero fan or comic book fan, uh, which is a really good thing, and it actually has me watching television again. I'm like, the only time I watch TV other than these shows is maybe some sports and pro wrestling. That's about it. I don't really keep up with anything else. Um, but these shows have definitely drawn me back into sitting down on, you know, on a given night and watching the television program or recording it and making sure that I, you know, go back and watch it, you know, at a later date. Um, and uh, Stephen Amell, the guy who plays uh, Oliver Queen. Yeah. How old do you think he is? 
He's young, I think. He's oh, that's young. what you think. Go ahead, tell me. How, give me a guess. I was going to say like 28. He's 34. 34. Sneaky old. <laughs> His brother uh, is on the Flash. He is Firestorm. Robbie, yeah. He's a cool guy. He's, he's a good character. Brother. Going cousin. Cousin? This oh, is what okay. Wikipedia is telling us, so take oh. that with a large grain yeah. of salt. <laughs> well, they're related. They're yeah. fam. <laughs> so fam. Yeah. Um, well, anything else? I think it's covered tel- the television, television shows. And I'm glad we did. I'm glad we got that like, started because... Um, yeah, we went all over the place. We went back and forth to DC and Marvel. Um, but when when both companies are putting out so many episodes at the same time, mm-hmm. I think it's okay to kind of go back and forth on them to compare, to you know, to compare and contrast how both companies are handling all of their properties. Where with the movies, you're getting one at a time for the most part. You know, we just got the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get another one until what, July with Ant-Man. Yeah. And then we're not going to get another DC movie until next year, I think, with uh, Madman and Superman. That, yeah, Dawn of Justice. Um, so they're really far, you know, they're few and far between. And that gives us the chance to, to focus on those individual movies, um, you know, which is okay, too. Because, it, you know... Which is also good because it's not an overload. Um, you might think all these television shows would be overload, but for me, I'm I'm juggling them fine, man. I'm you know enjoying all of them. They're all the ones that you know the ones that I'm, I'm you know uh, you know staying uh, or following regularly. All right, ready to go to the movie? Yeah. So, what did you think of Avengers: Age of Ultron? I enjoyed it. Of course, when I go to movies, I kind of just turn my brain off and just listen. Um, As you should. When you go into a movie like that, you have to um, you have to assume you're not gonna get uh, you're not getting Schindler's List. (laughs) Yeah, you're not even you're not even getting Fight Club. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, you are getting an action packed movie. you're getting some laughs. You're getting some intense moments. You're getting crazy amounts of special effects. Yes. And that's it. I mean, that's all you should expect. And that's why I will probably never not enjoy these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, I'll you know, of course, I'll rank them. But I don't think I'll ever. I don't think there's a, uh, a superhero movie that I haven't seen that I was like, oh, that was just terrible. Um, and I didn't see Electra, so I can't. I can't be throwing it. I can't throw that at me because I never saw it. Um, but yeah, so I totally, I totally get that. Shut my brain off. I'm going to see it. So the question is, was this better or worse than the first Avengers movie? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Avengers was better. The I don't want to say it was worse than Avengers, but I'll say that the Avengers was Which better. one? Which one? 
The Avengers was better. The first one. The Avengers was better than The Avengers Age of Ultron. Thank you. Yeah. It made that it needlessly difficult. <laughs> Avengers was better than Age of Ultron. Part one was better than part two. If you, like, if you haven't gotten that part, if you're listening out there and you're still shaking, scratching your head, part one, great, better than part two. And why is that? Uh, why is that? That's a good question. Um, oh, you know, actually, okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. I, I'm here to. I ask shut you. my brain off. <laughs> I shut. I haven't turned my brain back on. Evidently. Um, really, I I didn't. I thought the pacing of, of Age of Ultron was um, it it was a little bit much. You know, there's there's uh, we're talking to my sister about this, or I don't know, if, I don't know if you heard her, but she was saying they threw you like right into the action, like at the very like at the the opening segment. Like, you have no idea why they're doing any of this. Like, they're just in a battle sequence, like, right away. There's no kind of build or anything like that. So it's like, boom, you're thrown into the action. And then they slow it down. You know, they slow it down big time. And then they go, you know, they, they the action kicks back up, and then they slow it down again. And they keep it slow for a little bit. And then they bring it back up just a little bit, and then they – the pacing was just – um, it wasn't, uh, it was, it wasn't something that I, I enjoyed more than the pacing of the, the first Avengers movie. I just wish people could see the arm motions that you're giving right now. You say, oh, it was up here, then it was down here, then it was up here, then it was down here. I'm like, what the arms heck? Arms up, the, arms down. What the <laughs> heck is going on over here? Maybe one of these days we'll do a video podcast. We'll and I won't raise my uh, <laughs> that was weird. Um, I maybe just because I know going in what I'm expecting from comic book movies, but I didn't feel that way. For me, it was like they started off into in a battle, you know, trying to get Loki scepter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, time out. Spoiler alerts from here on in. If you have not watched the movie, turn off your iPod, iPad, whatever. Do we really want to give spoilers already? Well, I guess it's been it's been a week. Yeah, okay. Alright. If ahead. you want to nerd out and watch it, you could have watched it already. Um, for me, me personally, uh, the movie still has that Marvel charm where it can be serious one moment, you know, a funny one-liner. Sure, sure. Especially from uh, Robert Downey Jr. And, um... Um, what's his name? Plays Captain America. Chris Evans. And I enjoy that. It's not always serious. It's light moments. And I have to say, James Spader played the hell out of Ultron. He uh, was my favorite character. I, I think that's going to be the consensus for most people who see this movie. Um, if you if you already liked James Spader going into it, and I did, then he just showed you why why you like him so much. Mm-hmm. And if you really didn't know too much about James Spader or weren't a fan, this had to change your mind. <laughs> he I, was just... I know for a fact on this podcast, I've told people to watch The Blacklist because he's excellent on in that TV show. Yeah. And he brought that same kind of charisma and charm to this movie. 
Absolutely. He made, He's just lending his voice. Yeah, he made Ultron human. As human as possible. Yeah. It Absolutely. wasn't like, I am Ultron, I must destroy. It was actually a human quality where you can understand where he's coming from. I wish you guys could have seen the Quincy move in his arms like a robot. Beep, beep, beep. We're gonna rock down to Robot Avenue. Beep, 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 beep. You know it's electric Avenue, right? I changed it. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Oh, man. Um, Spader was phenomenal. Um, the whole like going to the country like on a farm where Hawkeye lived and stuff it just really slowed it down for me Um, and it really got me like thinking oh god like they're gonna kill off Hawkeye oh yeah that part when he's like with his wife and kids he's got two kids and and a third one on the way like it's, and she's pleading with him to just, you know, call the day, yeah, come home yeah. safe and all that. And you're watching like, oh, no, Hawkeye's going to die. They're doing the, they're They're going this route. Like, oh, no, here we go. And, you know, Hawkeye having a family, that comes from the ultimate universe. That's not from Marvel's, you know, regular <laughs> universe. So they're, what part was that? They just got their asses whooped by somebody. Oh, um, Wanda had used her hex power to right, right. make them see things, and the Hulk had basically destroyed some African city, um, <laughs> and they had to retreat and find somewhere safe. It's uh, like they could have done it in a more prosperous. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, in the first Avengers, they did it in New York City. That's fine. This is America. We will, you know. We'll we'll carry forward, but that's a very poor African town that they destroyed. I mean, Johannesburg. Not, that's what Wikipedia is saying, but not sure. But still, if this if this were real life, we'd be every channel you'd be watching would be like, let's donate to Africa. Every website you'd be on, let's donate to Africa because of the Hulk. You know, if they do it in a more prosperous city or a prosperous continent. <laughs> like probably wouldn't have as much, uh, so it was it was a little cringeworthy even for a movie for me. Really, because Johannesburg is like one of the richest cities. It in didn't seem like Johannesburg. Oh wait, you I think it was because there were white cops. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There were white cops and there were huge skyscrapers that Hulk and uh, Stark went flying through. Yeah, that um, were unfinished. As well, and will never be finished. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite fight in the entire movie? My favorite fight? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's going to be Cap versus Ultron because after watching all these movies, Captain America is hands down my favorite superhero. Really? Marvel superhero. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Because I like the fact that he's, yeah, he's got the super soldier serum, but he's, uh, he's not, it doesn't make it, he's not indestructible. You know, he's a lot stronger and can endure a lot more, but he's still not indestructible. Uh, so he still does have that element of humanity in him, you know, that human element. Well, you want to talk about human element, there's no more, more human than, uh, 
Hawkeye and Black Widow, I mean, they have no superpowers at all. True. That is true. Um, like at the end, towards the end of the movie, there's a part where if you you've seen on the trailers where Hawkeye's like, "We're fighting robots," and I'm out here with a bow and arrow. <laughs> That's kind of why I prefer Cap over him. It's like, you know that, and yet you're still using a bow and arrow. Come on, dude. Get a gun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I, just liked the idea of Cap going at it with Ultron. Um, and it was... It was fun. I mean, it, you know, it's like... And also because it kind of stayed grounded. Like, Iron Man, you can expect him to fight in the skies with Ultron. Um, Thor, you could be, he could, you know, very well fight in the skies with, with Ultron, but for the most part, you know, they're fighting on a tr- on a moving truck that's about as grounded as it would get for any superhero battle. Well, not Stark and Thor's fault that <laughs> Captain America can't fly. Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying that. Well, no, Thor can, I and mean, Thor can fight in the sky. No, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like you're giving bonus points for the fact that Captain America can't fly. It's a very grounded match. It's a ground and pound match on the <laughs> on the truck. It's a left and a right and a shield from Captain America. Exactly. No, that is exactly what I'm saying. Like that's why I liked it. I, I'm more of a fist fight guy than a weapon guy. <laughs> that's just me, though. Uh, I I guess I've never been like. Uh, I was what I'm looking for. I've never been 100% in the tank for Captain America just because of his whole we have to do what's right spiel just kind of kills me. Oh, that's what I like too. I, I think it that's, kinda, that's like, all. Because in the comic in the comic books that's happening right now, it, it's kind of soured me on Captain America. Mm-hmm. I can explain that, but I don't know if we have enough time to. Yeah. Basically, like, the way he's acting is like just completely sours. It's like. Um. Should we? I don't know if I haven't gone through the books yet. The the more recent books. No, you have not. So, yeah, I'll say that for another time. Okay. Okay, sure. but it's this whole, I guess, self righteousness. Yeah, self righteousness. Because for me, it's like I'm more the Tony Stark kind of character. I understand what needs to be done. And just do it. Sure. That's just like my personality. Even if you know people get upset or cry about it later, it's like I need to do the ends justify the means, and that's the kind of guy that Stark is, and I I respect that more than a guy who will hem and haw and think about the morality of the issue. Oh no, I got that. I got you. Um, what else am I gonna ask you? Uh, no, 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 no. The vision. Pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. Powerful. Uh, the best part of the movie for me is when he picked up Thor's hammer. <laughs> and just hands it, it to just him. hands it to him. That was it. And you just look at Thor, just look at his hammer, like just pound his hand, like yeah, well, yeah, let's go. <laughs> he's like, he's like a little shocked and embarrassed to see someone just pick it up like it was nothing. Oh, you gotta love Cap budging the hammer as well. Yeah, and that Thor's worry face right. when that happened. Um, Those lighthearted, you know. Mild comedic moments, mm-hmm. you know that that really adds to the movie. Um, and you know, I should have started this. Uh, I should have, I guess, prefaced all of this um, because, uh, like I said, I enjoyed Age of Ultron. Uh-huh. I enjoyed the first one, but a little more. Um, but at the same time, I'm still biased in the sense that 
I still prefer the standalone films over uh, the Avengers movies. I love the individual movies. I love the first Iron Man, the first Captain America. I'm starting to warm up even more on the, the Captain America sequel. Uh, oh, the, the Captain America movies. sequel is my favorite so far. Yeah. It's like Iron Man 2 and Captain America 2 are my favorite mm-hmm. um, individual. Except for, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's more as a team thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I, if I brought this up to you or somebody else, but the Avenger movies, to me, kill the individual movies. What are you talking about? Okay, so Captain America 2. They have to bring down these three helicarriers that are targeting... People around the world that Hydra wants to take out. Right. And so it's Captain America, Romanoff, um, Maria Hill, and Falcon. Falcon um, have to make up a plan to go in there and switch out these computer chips and, and the ships that give them control, right? Uh, well, oh, okay. if you want to take down three helicarriers, you know what would help? The Avengers. Tony Stark, the Hulk, Thor. Even um, Hawkeye, because when he was mind-controlled, he damn near took one out with him and, like, 12 other guys. True, true. And it's the same thing with um, um, Iron Man 3. The president gets kidnapped. Don't you think there's something that uh, Captain America would like to investigate? Get Hawkeye or uh, Black Widow in? It's like, I understand they can't pay these guys for all these movies. I, that's, everywhere yeah, one that's one. rational because getting Robert Downey Jr. in one movie costs him like $50 million. Pretty much. And that's not that's not hyperbole. That is true. Yep. Um, so I understand the cost um, analysis of it, but still, it's like these individual movies when things like this happen, like huge things like, wow, I really wish Captain America had some backup mm-hmm. when he was going to take down these helicarriers or that... You know, Tony Stark can pick up a phone and say, hey, Cap, the president just got kidnapped, and I'm having panic attacks. I sure would like your help. Right. Well, I don't think he would do that in the first place, anyways. Well, you're probably right, but still, I'm pretty sure Captain America would volunteer if the president got kidnapped. Right, he would still get wind of it. Okay, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's a fair point. Um, my thing is, I like that they can focus on the individual characters a little more. Uh, you know, they develop their characters, you know, one movie at a time. And the Avengers, you know, these big group movies, you have to, you have to, you know, share the wealth, essentially. You know, screen time, money, storyline time, yeah, too. Um, so it, it kind of, uh, it's it's kind of hard to prove, and it's also just kind of hard to choose like who your favorite character is. This when there's so many to choose from. Um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of my thing. I, I prefer the standalone movies over the the big you know team ups. Uh, so those would definitely rank lower just just in general. Uh, but you know my uh, doesn't take away from the fact that I still enjoy the movies. Um, and I ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Do you have you seen the backlash that people have been giving Josh Sweden about the uh, Black Widow character? I kind of I read about it. Or I heard about it, but do you understand it? Because I don't. I don't know where all this is coming from. 
I don't know. He's. I, I just find, uh, to be honest, I just kind of find Joss Whedon a little annoying. Uh, he, he kind of, you know, beats his chest, you know, a little too much. Um, or at least the few times I've seen. And, and but honestly, I actually I really don't pay attention too much to him. But he just seems kind of annoying. Uh, I've heard a couple of stories about just you know outside of you know. Uh, the entertainment business that was just kind of uh it's just kind of lame Ooh, do tell oh well uh, there's a comedian uh, named Jonah Ray he was DJing a, a party uh, for now he talked about this on an episode of The Nerdist he was DJing uh, it was a party for so I think it was an after awards show or something like that I, I don't remember what, what it was but he played some song and Joss Whedon was like, hey, why don't you play... He was trying to get him to play like a, a top 40 type of song. And it, I think most people who follow Jonah Ray and listen to Nerdist can kind of tell he's, he is one of those like music snobs. You know, uh, you know, the, you know, it has to be an indie group or it has to be this certain type of group. It can't be... Oh, no, I'm not, that, I'm not that bad. Oh, Mr. Indie Group. You are the indie guy in this... Uh... But I don't look down upon people who prefer... Top 40 or, or, you know, radio over what I listen to. And, and he kind of felt people do not believe this. Anthony's guy's like, have you see, heard this new band called Such and Such? And as soon as that band, you know, gets on the radio. Wait, Such get, and Such. Yeah. I, I got I to gotta check them out now. They get like 500, <laughs> uh, you know, fans like, ah, oh, they've gone mainstream. <laughs> and he just kind of made a big deal about Jonah Ray's, like, choice in uh, – you know, choice in, in music for DJing some sort of uh, some sort of after party or something like that. Or he played some, I think, a, some song called Television or something like that, and it was for a television after party or something like that. I, I forgot the entire details, but he just kind of complained a little too much about it. And just stuff like that bothers me. Uh, you know, he just was kind of insinuating that uh, Jonah Ray was like, anti-women or something like that because Jonah Ray also made some comment about uh, dancing to good music you know or people don't dance to good music or something like that people don't dance or to women good. or something like that I, I, I forgot the story I've heard it a while back but um, and that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and he always just seems like he's on the red carpet with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth and he's like he just has that look like yes like we're paying these guys to be my friends or something like that, you know. He just seems out of place with these mega stars. Um, more so, I think, than a lot of directors are. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Uh, but frankly, if he wants to quit Twitter over any kind of backlash, fine, you know. At the end of the day, whether I like him or not, he's made his money. And he's out of the picture. He's not doing the Avengers, which... Cool, I'm, I'm happy. Happy that he's moving on. He's not going to be involved uh, directing, at least. I'm sure he'll give some sort of producer credit uh, going forward. But, you know, he's out of the picture for the most part now. Uh, let him go on and do whatever he wants. Let him move on. You know, we should all move on from whatever whatever the backlash was. Because you, you can't change the movie now. It's just kind of too late for that. Uh, whether it makes sense or not, the argument. Um, so... This is kind of where I stand on it, on on Joss Whedon and you know the 
the controversies. I get it. I, I'll stand behind Josh Whedon. I'll stand behind any guy who has two films that made a that have so far made a combined one point five billion dollars. If I had two movies that made that much money, you'd have to drag me out of the director's chair, kicking and screaming. So was it matter? Was they just felt like she wasn't a strong enough female character? I guess I don't know what it was. I mean, all and I saw was like if he posted case, his last tweet, and it was a picture of other tweets he had gotten from other people, and it was like death threats and people threatening him, threatening to beat him up. They were saw screen. It's like it's not that serious. <laughs> It's a, I guess, and like that's the case. And the, the reason why they're doing that is because he is such a, he's like, uh, you know, he's always like I said, you know, made it very, very clear that he is, uh, basically like I guess a feminist, you know, and that he's not gonna, he's not going to um, take any kind of. Uh, any kind of belittling or you know mistreatment of, of women in, in you know Hollywood or whatever, um, and I guess I guess it seems like people felt he went back on his you know like on his character or something. I don't know. Um, that's all I could gather from it, perhaps. But I don't even know if that's if that's know, an actual if that's an accurate description of what what the controversy was. Did you have a problem with? How um how the Black Widow was portrayed? I just found her storyline kind of annoying because it's like well not annoying like just out of place because her and Banner are like oh should we or shouldn't we? Uh, you know, that was on Banner. She was the aggressive one in that quote unquote relationship. And then at the same time, it's like I'm not saying. Can I ask, were people complaining about how she didn't have that many action scenes? Do you think that was it? No, I don't think so. Because she really couldn't do that much. Because at the time, um, Scarlett Johansson was pregnant. Right, right. No, I don't think that. I, I don't think that was it. Well, I think it was just like, it was just kind of weird seeing her. Because in the Avengers, there was kind of that hint of some sort of chemistry. Well, the strong relationship she had with Hawkeye. And then... Captain America too. She, it, I thought she was gonna actually try to go after Cap, you know, uh, Steve Rogers over instead of, and then all of a sudden like she's going after Bruce Banner. It just, hey, we all go after people, you know, one after, you know, we all bounce around from people, you know, in terms of uh, trying to, um, you know, trying to. Or going on multiple dates or whatever. Did you get that feeling with her and, and Hawkeye in the first movie? Because I just thought they were like really good partners. I didn't have like the romantic. Uh, I didn't feel that romantic chemistry. No, I just felt like they had been through you know mission after mission and just forged the basically a no a brotherhood I, through through war. I never felt like they were romantically involved. I wouldn't, and obviously they weren't because right. of what we learned uh, in Avengers two. I wouldn't say it was a romantic spark a relationship but it was more it was and it wasn't a brother and sister type of relationship it was just a very very close friendship between a man and a woman to that, that two people that have been through all kinds of hell and war together yeah that's what i felt it was like and i wouldn't think they were like dating or anything and you know from what we saw from 
Avengers 2, you know, he's married with a wife and you know, three kids, and she knew about them. Right. But also, what we also see in, like I said, what we see in life as well is that platonic friendships don't always last. You know, eventually that could, it, it could have come across. If they hadn't have, if they hadn't have introduced his family in the second one, the idea of that platonic friendship maybe, you know, evolving into something else, whether it was briefly or long term, is just a fact of life. That's something that happens in life, you know, all the time. Um, We're getting dangerously close to that relationship podcast. You don't want to do. <laughs> but I also mentioned brother and sister because there was a brother and sister character characters in this movie. Oh, wow. We're, we're like 30-some minutes in. Yeah. Oh, 45 <laughs> minutes in. Wow. The Quincy could not tell time. We just now get into the Maximoff twins. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mentioned brother and sister because I thought I could segue into it. Nice one. Thank you. That's why. You're not the best in the movie for nothing. <laughs> there you go. Um, did, okay, let me ask you this first. Shoot. Did you see uh, X-Men Days of Future Past? Yes. Okay. So which, which Quicksilver did you like? Which one do I prefer? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, if you rank them. Because I like them both. I was going to cheat to say I like the Marvel one better, but they're both Marvel quick series. Um, I like the Age of Ultron better. For two... Well, one main reason. He was there in the movie a hell of a lot longer than okay. the other guy was. Sure. And he seemed to have more of a personality. Where the... Kid was just a punk ass kid, yeah. essentially. But I like that, and I don't. I typically don't like punk ass kids. But there was something about the one from Days of Future Past that was endearing. And let's—I'm just gonna be honest. All the love that comes from him and Days of Future Past come from that one scene. Well, yeah, it was great. He's running around in slow in slow motion in the the in the what's the, the, the kitchen of the detention center. Absolutely, that's where that all comes from. I understand it, but you know. I really also, I and I like that they they kept that storyline kind, or they hinted at that, hinted at him being the offspring of Magneto, you know, which was originally, you know, I don't know if they changed it in the the universe. Yes. Did, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's why they didn't do that. But I I, I like the idea of Magneto having a son, or, you know, children. Because well, yeah. They can't do it in the right. Marvel universe because Fox owns the rights to mutants. Right. No. No. And I get that. Um, and and I figured as much that the reason why they they uh, they were developed that way was because it was they were probably looking at they were probably going with a, like a, a a more modern storyline you know universe storyline. In fact, in the comic books, they've kind of reconned that and have. Change the story to where Magneto is not even their father anymore. Okay. And yeah, and that's uh, I figure that's where they got that from. Uh, which you know, hey, that's that's the new storyline. As long as they have a reason for doing that, that's fine. Yeah, it's giving a big middle finger to Fox. Right. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of petty, but that's <laughs> not the case. So, okay, I don't have a problem with it. Um, so I, you know, I, I like, but. Even though I prefer the the Days of Future Past Quicksilver, I really thought this guy was this you know Age of Ultron Quicksilver was really cool. I liked I liked the uh, the cockiness, Ukrainian accent. You know, the, yeah. Let's, let's go with that. Uh, 
Middle Eastern accent. I'm sorry, I mean, but Eastern, Eastern European, European accent. Sorry. Like the, the accent um, that he, you know, he was older, that he was, you know, more of a young adult um, who could fight, you know, was, was, was a badass, you know, he just wasn't a punk kid. Yeah, who didn't just run, a, run around away from right. Uh, I mean, he slugged some of those Ultron robots yeah. and, like, broke them to pieces. Mm-hmm. Which makes this news all the sadder. Spoiler alert, <laughs> he dies. Um, I gotta say, it, it kind of harks back to, uh, I think like in the 60s, they would do, and I, my dad was always talking about them, that they would always, uh, there was a few issues where they would, they would have on the cover, like, uh, the outline of a body, and it was just like, a, you know, black, like you didn't know, Ooh. a mystery body, and like the, the, the title on the on the cover was like even a even an adventure can die or something like mm-hmm. that. But in, in and it that always case, turned out to be like uh, a, a guy you didn't even know was an adventure. Right. Well just some guy that they would they would make him an honorary yeah. or something like that. But this was kind of The guy would die, he'd been an adventure for like three issues. <laughs> right. But this kind of actually stayed true to the cover at least. Like even an Avenger can die. You know, like you know, I guess Someone had to bite the bullet because mm-hmm. not everybody can stick around, and you know it's not going to last. They can always bring these guys back. Coulson, I imagine, will come back in the movie, in one of the movies at some point. Uh, I think he's back in Civil War. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back in that one. I wouldn't be surprised either. You know, that's the thing about these movies. You can bring these characters back. And no one's going to complain because these are car- um, characters, characters that people like. Yeah, and... It's comic book characters that you don't die in the Marvel universe. Right. You come back, and I, I know the um, one of the guys, uh, I believe, it's like one of the Marvel head honchos, like, oh, he's dead, he's dead for real. This isn't a, a life model decoy or any kind of copy. He's really dead, <laughs> and it's like, well, he's dead, but you know that he's coming back. I've been trying to look to see if he has, if the actor has like a multi. Uh, movie, deal. movie deal, and yeah. I have yet to find anything on it. I'll Aaron it. Taylor Johnson, I think. Yeah, sure, why not? Let's go with that. Yeah, uh, I like Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked her character. I, it's always, and I, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson is. Uh, that sounds like an American name, but I don't know. But he, but he got the. Where is he from? England. Okay, so he can still pull off a, a foreign accent, but it was always a little hokey watching a an American actor or actress use or uh, you know go through a whole movie um, portraying a, a foreign accent, um, and that was a little that was kind of the only nitpick that I can that I can take away from Elizabeth Olsen as the Scarlet Witch. What? She's American, like doing a fake Russian or Ukrainian accent, um, and I just for some for some reason I just can't like uh, separate those two. And I'm just not, I don't I don't like obsess over it, but just in the back of my mind, it's just always there. And but that was it. I liked that she. Her powers were awesome, you know. They they really got to let her unleash her power, you know, 
you know, my control, um, the force fields and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, she really got to um, display a, a pretty large portion of her powers, which was pretty cool. I, I you know, I, I enjoyed that. Um, I like the moment between her and Hawkeye, you know, where she has to decide if she's, you know, she's going to be an Avenger or if she's just going to, uh, um, you know, save herself. Yes, but she makes a choice. She comes out (laughs) and she's an Avenger. Uh, Talk about the end. At the end of the movie, you know, of course the Avengers win, so... They had a new facility somewhere upstate New York, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and it's Captain America and the Black Widow, and they're training the new Avengers. Yep. Uh, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, and War Machine, War Machine and Vision. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, <laughs> looked awesome. Let's just put it yeah, it looked awesome. It's like, where were those guys? Right. They're, they're in the, the um, climatic battle. So we know that those guys are going to be in Captain America three. Which at this point should just be called the Avengers. Just waiting, <laughs> we're waiting right. for Thanos. Yeah. Uh, because let me go back because I, it's just about everybody is in that movie. Uh, let me find it real quick. So Captain America: Civil War. Here's who's going to be in the in the movie. Of course, Captain America, Tony Stark, uh, Natasha Romanoff, Bucky Barnes, Sam Wilson. Vision, Clint, Bart, Barton, uh, War Machine, Scarlet Witch, and Scott Lang. Paul wrote make his first ensemble appearance. Right. And then they also have, good lord, Chadwick Boseman will be in as Black Panther. Yep. Buy picture deal. Good god. So he'll be in this one, the two Avenger movies. He'll get a standalone movie. And then I wonder what else. Will he get, um... Maybe, maybe the second Black Panther movie. It's possible, depending on how well the first one does. But all those guys we named—that is a Avengers movie, and everything <laughs> but name. But if you watch the movie, you see um, a little bit of this happening when before they open up Vision, mm-hmm. um, you have. What was it, Stark and Banner and even Thor at the end were in favor opening while the others, led by Captain America, wanted it to stay close because they had no idea what was going to come out. And right. It was a little bit of a scramble until Thor came in and you know finally powered up the chamber enough the vision to take out. So you got a glimpse of what's coming up. Yeah, the, you know, you're going to see Iron Man, Thor, and the Hulk kind of distance themselves from Cap and, and his new his new faction, you know, or his new Avengers that he's, uh, you know, assembling. <laughs> uh, what was we know for sure that, as far as we know right now, the Hulk isn't in Captain America 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and Quicksilver's dead. Of, he was silent. Pour out that 40 ounce. <laughs> so I would guess, like, if we're going to do teams, who do you think... We know Captain America and um, Iron Man are on different sides. Who do you think teams up with who? Uh, boy. I guess Banner sides with 
Well, he's not in oh, the movie. Uh, okay. Um, oh, well, I, I totally see Don Cheadle siding with, with Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And that's a given. You mean Rhodey? Rhodey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, siding with Tony Stark. Uh, Falcon siding with, with Cap. Uh, Same thing so, with Black, uh, Black Widow and Winter Soldier. So they're pitting the two black guys against each other and fighting for the for a third. Where are you going with this? I don't Ch- know. Chadwick Oh yeah, he's gonna be. He's playing the Spider-Man role from There's, the comic books, and right. apparently Spider-Man will be in this movie. We don't know who the actor is yet. Um, Hashtag bring back Tobey Maguire. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They're going for a young Actually, high school. I'm kidding, but not kidding. Tony Maguire has got to be pushing 40 now. Yeah, yeah, he's about as old as uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leo's like 41. Yeah, they're good friends. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I guess the real question is, I, I think Hawkeye will be with Captain America. Yeah. Vision, I'm guessing, with Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Because he is a... Basically, a remnant of the old Jarvis. Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Um, the question: Ant Man, Scarlet Witch. Uh, Scarlet Witch was side with Cap. You and, think so? And Hawkeye. Man. And Ant Man. I can see him siding with Tony Stark. Siding with the guy with the money. Yeah. The gadgets. <sighs> Did you ever read the Civil War? No, I haven't. Oh. I have not. Um, but we didn't even talk about Ant-Man. That's coming up. We're talking about Civil War, which is, what, Maybe next year, two yeah. years? May 6, 2016. So we next have, year. wow. Yeah, we have, countdown begins. Awesome. Like 300 and, what's that, 360... 60 days. Yeah. Yeah. Because next year is a leap year. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Haven't seen one of those in a while. Okay. This I believe next year is a leap, leap year. It's an 8, 12, 16, yeah. Interesting. Um, we've got Ant-Man coming up in July, right? Sure, why not? It comes saw, out the, the July 17th. Yeah, I saw that trailer uh, you know, before the Avengers. Uh-huh. I gotta say, I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. If we're gonna talk about trailers that really help the movie, we gotta talk about the Fantastic Four trailer. <sighs> well, it's uh, the only thing is, I'll say it's better. It looks better than I'm actually the, interested the last to two. see the movie because the trailers they had before, the teaser trailers they had online, they were uh, shoddy. I guess yeah. there's no point where that was interesting to me. But the trailer I saw in the theaters actually made me want to see the movie. Maybe not like go see it first day, but actually not wait three years until it's on you know FX. Or put on pants and actually leave my house and see it after a month. Yeah, it's I'm a little intrigued. Um, they just still they still haven't got it right, really. I, I don't think. Uh, and aesthetic, like I said, aesthetically at least, it looks better than. The last two that came out, I want to say. And the Fantastic Four movie is taken out of the ulti- Ultimate Universe. Uh-huh. So it's not going to be 
I don't think it's going to be what many people expect. It's the same thing as Amazing Spider-Man, where they kind of took influence from the Ultimate Universe and put it into the movies. Yeah. And people complained, oh, this isn't what we like. Well, sometimes you got to take a risk. Sure. But back to Ant-Man. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you right now. Oh, no, it's cool. I, mean, it's, I forgot about that one, too, because that's coming out this year as well. Uh, it was... It looks like a really fun action movie, like superhero movie. Uh, it's in that Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy movie where I can see it being really humorous. Yeah, oh yeah. Paul Rudd. Uh, I mean, look, look at the two leads from those two movies, Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are guys who were, or, you know, first and foremost comedians, or, you know, comedic actors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can totally see the, you know, this movie having a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of punchlines and, and whatnot. Um, and doing well. I think people for now, for the most part, if it's if it's a Marvel Studios movie, I think most people are, are now conf- finally confident that it's that they're going to do these movies justice and they're going to... Um, that they're going to put out a quality product. Um like the same can't be said about the you know the Sony and Fox properties. Well, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take that back. I the same can't be said about Fantastic Four and Spider-Man movies. Um, what else do they have? Excellent. And those have done. I mean, that last movie did really well. Yes, but the fact that they had to make that movie to erase the history of their past two X-Men movies. No. No, because it was a sequel. Basically, a sequel I'm talking about the Wolverine and oh, yeah. uh, what was the other one? There's one other movie, X Men movie that I could not say. It's Wolverine Origins and the Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Days of Future Past, uh, you know, it erased everything. No, it's a new starting point. No, because it didn't erase uh, X Men First Class. Completely. Okay, so it erased all the movies that became that came before X Men First Class. I guess you could say that. Because um, it, def- it definitely so erased it erased everything that happened out of X Three because uh, Gene's alive, mm-hmm. Psychops is alive, and Professor X is alive, and they all, all three of them died in that third X Men movie. Right, the third X Men movie I think was the last time. It was the first time where. We were probably able to compare them to the Marvel movies mm-hmm. because look at X Men and X Two; those came out fi- over fifteen years ago now. Before X Men came out in two thousand or two thousand one; those came out well before Marvel started doing Iron Man and X Men two thousand. Wow! Yeah, those were a long time ago. X Men two two thousand three. I'm still in we, we watch X Men X Two Spider Man Spider Man two. The, the first two Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies. The Tobey Maguire one. Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi movies. We look at those four movies, and those were early 2000, like 2000 to like 2004. And we see those four movies, and we're like, man, these are incredible. Really it, good movies. It can only go up from here. And then it goes down. It plummets. And then Marvel takes over with the rest of their properties and start knocking on the ballpark. So there is... 
There is a. I feel like there's somewhere in Disney. There's like an executive that keeps looking at that contract that they have, where Fox has their property, and like just continuously slams their head against a door. <laughs> I have no doubt they would. <laughs> I wonder how much they would pay to get the X Men back. Oh man, it'd, be a, it'd have to be a pretty penny. Because that's the only thing they don't have the X Men, Fantastic Four, and they have a deal. For shared use of Spider-Man, but they don't have him, you know, on their own. Right. Is there anything else? Because I think Marvel has just about everything else. They have the Daredevil, Daredevil, and all that stuff. The Defenders. Um, uh. Any any uh, are they? I'm sorry. But I got Marvel. Any plans to do a Punisher reboot or? Well, this is early, but there's talk of. Uh, next season in Daredevil having the Punisher and Electro show up. Okay. See, I don't think there's any plans of doing a Punisher movie considering how the last two kind of flopped. What was it? Punisher Warzone, I think yeah. it was. And the Punisher. Um, I it's sad when you have a better soundtrack than movie. That's happened to the first Punisher. Um, so, what was it? we know that they don't have X-Men, but right now Marvel, I think they're putting all that money into the Inhumans basket. Sure. They're making them the new X-Men. Gotcha, gotcha. Because they have like three or four Inhuman comic books right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I, they're cutting down to like, I'm not sure what's going to happen after Secret Wars, but it feels like they're cutting down on the number of X-Men books. There's a, man, there's what, like five out? There's five out right now. And I think I heard plans that might just cut down to two or three after a double Secret Wars. I'm not sure. But basically right now, they're putting all their eggs into that Inhumans basket. Because that's where they're going to be making money in the next... Let's see, that movie comes out in 2019. So, yeah, four years from now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like I, said, like I said at the top of the show, it's, a, it's an exciting time to be a comic book fan. Uh, because... Nerds. There really is something for everyone out there. Uh, it's it's all coming out. I mean, uh, oh, they don't have Deadpool, do they? Deadpool is Fox, isn't it? Uh, no, they, I think they do have Deadpool. You sure? I will look this up. Give me a moment. Because they're filming it right now. Someone's filming it. I thought Fox was filming it. Oh, okay. And it's because I heard it's getting a rated R. It's getting a rated R rating, or R rating, excuse me. Because I think Deadpool falls under the mutant category. I'm looking at the future Marvel movies, and I don't see it on here. But I will look again. Uh, yeah, it's getting an R rating, and Ryan Reynolds is coming back to play uh, to play Deadpool. Well, it can't be worse than the first one, right? The first? I mean, when he was in X-Men Origins. Oh, first Origins. appearance. Yeah, first okay. appearance. I'm sorry. I will look that up because I am sure that is a fox. Going to Wikipedia, so you already. 20th Century Fox. Okay. Well, it seems like they're really. Um, they are um, putting a lot into this movie because uh, there is a certain buzz behind it. Yes. Producer Simon Kilberg said the film, Deadpool, will be part of the shared cinematic cinematic universe with other X-Men films. Alright then. 
you know what? I'm I changed my mind. I'm all in on Ant Man because my boy Ti is in the movie. We're all in. Is he? Yeah. Nice. I don't know who he plays, but I just went. To, you know, again, grain of salt with Wikipedia, but showing that he has he playing a character. As long as they keep Iggy Azalea away from it, <laughs> we'll be all right. What? She was rumored to be in it. No, just because she, she was. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Found by Ti. I guess the best way to put it. Oh, uh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. And just as long as T.I. isn't billed as, you know, he doesn't get credit as, you know, or cast as, like, taxi cab driver number two or something like that. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> taxi cab driver number two. And he's like, whoa, 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 there's not even a taxi cab driver number one. That's <laughs> uh, a terrible King Queens joke. From ten years ago. Wow, way to stay current. Yeah, I do what I can. Anything else, my friend? Oh man, this is fun. This is a really good episode. I, I uh, enjoy talking about sports for sure. I enjoy talking about wrestling, um, but you know we don't we don't talk about comics too often. Um, partly because I don't keep up with it as much as I should. Uh, but we're talking movies and TV shows. I'm the guy to, to chat with. <laughs> so it was. This has been a lot of fun and. Uh, oh, 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 we didn't even talk about the end credit scene. Oh, yeah. Well, there's only one, which is a disappointment. Yeah. But they made it count. Yes. When, you know, you're inside a chamber and the door opens and you see the Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos reaches in, takes it and says, fine, I'll do it myself. Yep. I mean, <laughs> yay. And Jeff, Josh Brolin, Brolin yeah. is still playing. Thanos, because he he's lent his voice a couple of what Guardians. He this had, one, yeah, Guardians. He was actually in the movie. Yeah, this one and whatever's coming up next. Mm-hmm. Just this point, there was no after credit scene. Yeah, which really wouldn't have been that difficult to do. I told your dad what my idea was, but what was your idea? Well, my idea was going to connect to the Black Panther. Okay. Um, like maybe during that fight in Johannesburg, you would catch a glimpse of him in the background. Uh, and okay. so in the end credit scene, he goes back to Wakanda, mm-hmm. and you see him getting dressed. And the council is like, "We saw what happened, Your Holiness, Your Highness. What should we do?" And then all, you just see him turn around and put the mask on, and he says, "Prepare for war." Nice. Okay. Maybe we'll get it on the DVD or Blu-ray extras. That would be an because apparently there was a uh, a scene, two scenes got cut out, one with Loki, mm-hmm. and then another Hulk scene that got cut out that we won't even get to know about because <laughs> when it got cut out, Whedon was like, "Well, we'll save it for another movie." So we don't know what it is. But apparently, it was like some kind of great scene that they just couldn't make mesh in the movie. Uh-huh. So hopefully, we'll see that in the next Avengers. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. What a time to be alive. <laughs> it is if you love comic books. Absolutely. Um, so look forward to the look looking forward to uh, the rest of the uh, Slate. Yeah. Coming slate. Well at least for this year, you know, Ant Man, Fantastic Four, uh, heck, even Star Wars at the end of the year. I mean that's a that's a genre on its Oh, that's coming out this year? Yeah. I thought Christmas. that was coming out next year. Christmas Day, my man. 
or the week before Christmas, I think, something like that. It's in December. Uh, so it's exciting, man. I'm looking forward to it. What a time to be alive. Another thing that Disney owns. Yeah. Disney might own this podcast before we're all said and done. Hey. The only home? Get that Mickey Mouse money. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Anything? Scrooge McDuck money. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck tails. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, follow us on Twitter at ant underscore Garcia288. And follow me at DQ327. And follow the main site at 2A underscore. As long as you can, because I feel like Marvel might have just sued me over that DuckTales song. <laughs> well, it's yeah. less than 30 seconds. Mm, but they are very litigious. True. true. <laughs> this is very true. All right. We're out of here. We're going to go watch a, watch a little boxing. Yeah. It's in Houston tonight. Kirkland and Canelo. Canelo Alvarez. Definitely not watching that Pacquiao and Mayweather replay. <laughs> yeah. Worst, worst use of a hundred dollars ever. I'm so glad I didn't pay for worst that. Worst mega fight ever, of all time. <laughs> yeah. All right. For Anthony, I'm De Quincey. Later, babies. <laughs>